Welcome to the Mindful Literacy Podcast. This podcast is for teachers and parents who want to gain knowledge, perspective, and inspiration in the areas of literacy education and special education. Episode topics tend to focus on dyslexia, ADHD, literacy education, and mindful teaching. This podcast was created to build awareness for our nonprofit, Mindful Literacy Columbus. Check out the show notes to learn more and to get involved. Welcome to the Mindful Literacy Podcast. My, my name is Zach. My, uh, I am 13 years old. I, I have been diagnosed with ADHD. Um, uh, the sports I do are golf, tennis, and basketball. And a lot of my challenges are being are there it's being distracted and like um yeah all the things around me um today today i'm interviewing um ahmed halim am i pronouncing that correctly yeah you are um who is a board member uh of the mindful Liter- mindful literacy columbus well, welcome, Ahmed. Can, can you tell us what you uh, do for work and for fun? Yeah, sure. Uh, so my name is Ahmed Halim. I have also been diagnosed with ADHD um, as a youngster. Um, I, for work, am a recruiter for Root Insurance. Um, so I'm part of the candidate experience team. And I also support some uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives as well. Um, and then for fun, I am a trainer. So I coach at a CrossFit gym in Bexley. And then I also uh, instruct Legree at a uh, Legree studio, which is, uh, I would say it's probably close to like a Pilates and it's called the Butcher Shop uh, Fitness and it's in Clintonville and German Village. So that's what I do for fun. Uh, what motivated you to get involved with the Mindful Literacy Columbus Board? Um, to be honest, kind of the passion that I saw uh, Dr. Bennett had um, and just uh, in getting to know her at the gym. Um, you know, I did my research regarding the, uh, the website um, as well as what the nonprofit does and what it stands for. And a lot of it, I felt like I could align to. Um, a lot of the values that the organization has kind of align with a lot of things that I've either been through, I've seen, or um, kind of a mission that I wish I was, I could have been a part of. Uh, as a kid. So it's a resource that I think that could have been beneficial and I think is super beneficial for a lot of folks. Um, you know, I'm very fortunate. Dr. Bennett came to uh, approach me at the gym and I was really excited to you know, accept. Um, so yeah, that's how I got involved. All right. So uh, I, I um, know that like kids that like um, not so long ago were like when they were had ADHD and people didn't really know what that was, like um, for you, how did how did you learn to deal with it, like yeah. um, as a kid? Yeah, I will say that I think a lot of people sometimes think, oh, it's a cop out, or it's an excuse, or it's something that's not really real, something that's in your head and you can control it. And I've heard a lot of these things through through the time and when, through my time. And, you know, the one thing that I'll share is that the, that's not easy to listen to. For someone to tell you, like, 
hey, like this isn't real. Like this is something that like you can get over. You'll be able to figure it out. Like we know this. We can't actually just figure it out. Like it's something that we have to ensure that we're able to kind of live with and understand it. And like what I've noticed is like from, you know, the age of 15 till, you know, now I'm 27. I've, you know, it's been leaps and bounds as to like how I've been able to like figure it out. But I played six sports in high school. Um, so I was constantly active. I was constantly doing things. And I think that was a really good outlet for me in a lot of ways. Um, so I think the thing that I have continued is sports. I, I ran track in college um, all four years um, at a pretty competitive level. I stayed through the summer too. So I think the one thing that I've always been able to control in my life is um, just kind of honestly just activity. And I think activity is what I've been able to um, kind of keep around me. And it's allowed me to really um, kind of understand it a little better. Um, it's, it's not easy because sometimes I'll fail there too, but you got to give yourself some grace, which I've been able to do as I've, uh, uh, I don't know, as I've learned a little bit. Um, so that's kind of how I deal with it. Definitely the activity side. And I would also say just leaning on some folks that also understand it or have, uh, or know someone that has it. So, yeah. Um, so like I, I know some people whose parents like said that it was, it's a phase and it's like, it's, it's not real. Like you're fine. You'll get over it. Like, and cause they didn't understand that it's a, it's actually a diagnosis and it's, and it's a serious, it can be a really serious thing and it, yep. it will, it will affect you. Yep. Um, and I completely agree. And I think that's the danger. And, you know, there, there are still a lot of communities and areas where it's not really something that's talked about. Um, there are pockets of, of underserved communities that um, people don't feel as though it's, it's real. They don't have enough research to um, like in their daily lives to, to kind of suggest that it is even real uh, to them. It's, you know, you can toughen it out or you can get past it or you can figure it out and, um, I think that that's the struggle. I think the, the toughest thing to hear from someone when you feel as though that there's a problem happening, you know, within you or around you is that there's nothing wrong. Um, and I think that there are a lot of kids to this day that go through that and it's, it's on parents as well as the community to ensure that, you know, we're supportive of this and we try to seek to understand and not just rationalize by making a clear cut blanket statement such as it's not real get over it this is a yeah. phase those things aren't that's not that's not helpful no it's really not yeah um like so like for me like so i have i say that like i use my adhd as like some some of what happens to me is like a strength and it's like so it's like i it's easy for me to like be creative and it's like to, to make art and for sports if I want to constant I can concentrate if I like if if I medicated um but it's just um uh it's it's hard for me a lot uh to get through like a lot of my like normal daily things because of my ADHD and because I get like distracted a lot and uh, like in other in other words, like 
so what would what would be like some of your like strengths like what like what would you say helps you and what do you use your ADHD for as an advantage um there's a few things so I'll start with the fact that I think experience the experience that we both have in common of you know having this diagnosis is I think it's a it's a blessing in a lot of ways because I think experience ultimately is something that is it it's a gift like it allows us to understand something that otherwise people may not know um and it allows us to actually share it out with folks um so that they have an idea as to what's happening as well and um what i'll tell you is that and see i just kind of forgot the second portion of your question so i'm, I'm gonna need to edit that portion out but could you tell me about the second portion of your question there so well? my my question is like um like, so what, what do you use your ADHD as an event yeah. for? Like, yep. So I would say that I'm incredibly passionate and I think mixed with ADHD, I'm able to really hone in on things, especially when it's like in the gym or if it's something that's DE&I related or things that I'm incredibly passionate about, my energy is completely dedicated to that. Um, I, I like, it's almost like I use my personality 120% within that. And I think like, that is something that I really, um, I don't know. I, th I think it really is a power that, you know, yeah. you and I both have that we're able to do that, especially about the things that we care about and, you know, that we're, we're passionate about. So, yeah. Cause I, I know that it can be used as a dis disadvantage and an advantage because, yeah, again, I'm also, I'm also like, it helps me if like, I'm interested in something, then it helps me um, ex like excel, I would say from like in it make me focus and in something I love and want to make me work hard at it. Yep. So, like, yeah, I I'd say passionate also. Yep. Um, so I know that like ADHD, like can progress and get more severe or it could like, um, like get not worse I would say um so like how how has it like um has it has your ADHD changed from a kid from being a kid to an adult yeah I would say that when I was a kid it was a lot worse in a lot of ways and I will say that I I I, I almost say it like that because when I was medicated um had I'm pretty medicated I mean I was taking some high milligrams um, just to kind of help me through it, I felt as though I was losing my personality in some ways. And I wasn't able to just be my authentic self. Um, I felt like I just didn't really have the same type of energy almost. Um, and I think that like, I remember those days as a kid more than I do as an adult, where today I feel like with the experiences that I have, and what I've learned about myself and kind of the failures that I've made, it's taught me a lot about how to handle it better today than I was able to handle it as a child. And, um, you know, it's been really helpful. There have been a lot of like supportive folks along the way that have like helped me kind of figure it out as well. Um, but I think like, again, like it being an experience for us and teaching us a lot as we kind of go through life um, ultimately helps us with a new perspective. 
So my perspective is now that from a kid, it was tough, but as an adult, I've tried to really harness it and understand it and know when I need to take a moment for myself and kind of step back to take two steps forward. Uh, uh, I like the way it was said. That was said. Um, so like, uh, going back to what you said about like, when you were first medicated, you felt like you weren't your authentic self and like you didn't feel normal and you felt tired all the time. So like, I, I feel the same way. Like there's some days where I just don't want to take my medicine because I want to feel normal. Like I want to feel normal. Like I want to be my normal self. And then I feel like the medicine is like restricting that. Yep. Um, I will say it is really hard because as a kid, all you want to do is fit in. Like all you think about is wanting to be like everyone else that's around you. And as you grow up, I think like one thing that I've noticed is that I've always, I, I now more than ever want to be more of an addition than I am a fit to someone. And I think like that is, that comes with time. Um, it's hard to do in junior high and high school, especially when you have, you know, so many folks around you that are um, kind of telling you about what's cool and what isn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you just want to be a part of that cool or what isn't cool, I guess. Um, but it's funny, like when I was a kid, Crocs weren't cool. Crocs are cool now, right? So it's like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that, the change over time. Um, so just to share that with you as well. Yeah, so like I know that a lot of kids at my school are have been diagnosed with ADHD and some are more severe and some aren't. And yeah. then those kids are I see them trying to like like if some if someone considers something cool then they'll do like they'll wear that certain clothing brand, they'll wear those shoes, like it's it's just something trying to fit in and Yep. Yeah. I think uh, one thing I'll, if I could give you any piece of advice is uh, just continue to think about how you can add as well. Uh, it's not just about fitting in. It's also about like what you can add to other people's perspectives. Uh, if you feel differently about something, share it out. Uh, you never know who you might be able to impact there. So, Also, what I like about having ADHD is um, I feel I can be more independent yeah like because i will like i feel like i'll have people following me not being not following somebody else yeah like i'll be a leader and people like take after what i do but it's like it's some sometimes like i i just feel very outgoing with having adhd yeah no i felt the same way like you feel like you can kind of do your own thing in a lot of ways yeah um, and you're not really worried about like what people are going to say uh, until people say it, of course, um, yeah. that's my fault at least. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Um, are you, are you open about having ADHD at, um, at work? Uh, yeah, definitely. I previously wasn't, I think it's hard because some, some folks may see it as like an excuse of some kind. Yeah. Right? And I think like that is, um, again, we mentioned this, it's tough. It's like hard to, it's hard to explain something to someone who doesn't have it. Um, so I would say that like when I first entered the workforce, it was something that I didn't really talk about. And I just kind of like kept it 
And I think once I started sharing it with people, it was much easier for me to kind of continue to be myself and not have to like feel like I'm concealing something from someone. Um, so I'm kind of at a stage now where I, I make sure that I'm able to share it out with folks so they know where I'm coming from. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, I have, like, I have, a, again, I have a couple friends that like have ADHD and this one, one friend who was medicated and his case of ADHD was, is not that is not severe at all. Like mm-hmm. he, he acts like his normal self and he is fine without the medication. And then he, he always comes up to me like sometimes and when, like, um, it's and he's just like, um, are you, are you good? And then I say, I say, yeah, he's like, and he says, um, it, it, why are you like, why are you blaming it on your ADHD? Like, I don't use it as an excuse. I, I use it as like something to show people and like I, to tell them what, what's going on in my mind. Yep. And he, he says, well, uh, I have ADHD. So like, um, I know what you're going through. And then, so it's not that hard. And he doesn't understand that it's his case is less severe than the other than. Yeah. Well, again, it goes back to like what we shared. The one thing I will share that's positive is that there's a community, right? So like there are folks that like, you know, who have it also that it's easy for you. And I, I will tell you that like, I mean, even when I was, growing up or if I think like 10 or 15 years prior to that, when like it wasn't very common for people to talk about that, I think about yeah. those folks who didn't really have an outlet or didn't have folks that they could like talk to, to share this. Um, what I will share is that like our experiences, like there were our experiences and like for us to share them with someone else who doesn't really understand. Yeah. That's really hard for them to comprehend. And it's only with time that they'll figure that out. So. And it's really hard to explain it because it's yeah. something it's something that, like, a, that's different in a lot of people. Like, I could say something to somebody, and then the same person would go up to another person with ADHD, and they'd say a totally different thing. Yeah, like, you're lying, or like something like that. Yep. So it's like it's it's hard to explain and what goes through what goes through your mind is just can't it can be can be terrible because you won't you don't want people to come up and ask you what's wrong like what what's wrong with you yeah absolutely uh you i think it's it's it, to this day it's hard for me sometimes to hear from folks like what's wrong with you um or how yeah. are things going sometimes i'm like wait like should i be upset should i be is, is something going on is there anything happening currently um, so I totally get what you mean by it. I think it's, it's, it's difficult, but at the same time, it's kind of like trying to, those are the moments where I try to take a pause and just think about like, think about it in a different lens. Sometimes it like allows like a different perspective. If I'm able to like formulate a different vantage point for myself, I think it like allows me to, again, take that step back to take two steps forward almost. Yeah. So. Um, uh, so like, when people come up to me, it's just like, uh, have like, like, and they talk to me, like, if there's like something wrong with me and it's, yeah. um, it's, hard. it's hard because like, there's nothing, there's nothing really, there's nothing wrong with me. And no. there's, and there's like, 
uh, like they'll talk to me like I'm a different kind of person and because of my ADHD and it's like they know how to trigger me and they know how to push my buttons and they know yeah. how to get me mad. Yeah. It's, it, it makes me, it's hard because yeah. like, people do it for fun sometimes. Yeah. Zach, I'll tell you one of the hardest things for me in high school was having an IEP. So I had an individualized education plan and I used to go to these classes um, to get some extra attention. And I think it's hard because I was very embarrassed by it. Like at the time, I never wanted anyone to know. Like I would try to leave early so that no one would see me in the hallways when I was leaving class. Um, and I would always say no to extra help or extra time, especially when I was taking a class within the class. And I think like the problem is um, we shouldn't be scared. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing wrong with getting help. There's nothing wrong with getting extra attention for something like it doesn't make you stupid. It doesn't make you any less competent than anyone else that's in your class. And I think like that is, I think that that is important to remember. I think that that is something that you and I should always think about. Like we can always ask for help. We can always talk to people. And I think like, that's what a lot of the youth that, you know, have a similar diagnosis or um, whatever it may be should feel comfortable doing the same yeah for help yeah um like my myself like i have a 504 plan yeah and like i'm i'm open about it because people like i know like a majority of the people i know have one and they they're open with it also so like i i don't i don't want to take the extra help because i feel like it makes me look stupid and it looks me makes me look dumb but it's, it and so it's like it's hard for me to take the extra help that yeah. like, the teachers are giving me yeah zach you're uh you're a lot wiser than i was as a yeah. kid, so i'll tell you that much um i will tell you too that you have a lot of um vulnerability that's a strength also right so i think a lot of people forget that when you share what's difficult for you yeah uh, that is a strength. And a lot of people aren't able to do that. But I think that folks that have ADHD are a little special in a lot of ways. And we're able to share this information out. We're able to kind of be a little more vulnerable in some ways. So use it as your own superpower. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very open about my, my ADHD. Keep doing it too. Cause like, I'm, I'm trying, like, cause still, uh, as you said at the beginning of the podcast, um, a lot of people, there are some areas where no, that it's not a relevant, it's not a relevant thing. And, and like, so it's like what, what people with ADHD need to do, or like anybody needs to do, they need to raise awareness on the, on the act, like on ADHD to, to, to show everybody what, what everybody's going through. And it's like, so people understand it more. Yep, I completely agree. And I think it needs to start, especially like what we can do here domestically in the US specifically, you know, having organizations like uh, Mindful Literacy are incredibly helpful, um, especially for underserved communities where they may not have a conversation about this, where it's going to be pretty difficult to share out some of these resources. 
Um, and I think like that's where it's, it's really relevant for us to continue to kind of like share it out. So obviously awareness is going to continue to help this as time progresses. So. It's also hard for the communities that don't have the resources that uh, we do. Yeah, and like, for sure. Uh, it, so it's like they money in like it's it's a big problem yep. because medication is is so high priced in in uh healthcare it's yep. very very high and yep. so it's uh it's hard for people i feel like in in people who don't have as much as me and you and then uh it's hard for them to get medicated and get the help they need yeah and uh, I agree. And then when I think about it even more in some of the communities I've been a part of, you know, I, I've been fortunate to spend some time overseas and was born overseas as well. I think, uh, you know, in, in those pockets of, you know, I'm from Egypt and mental health isn't really discussed a lot. Certain things, yeah. certain elements of like, you know, um, learning disabilities aren't really as like prevalent. And there are other pockets of the world where it's not ever thought of um and i think like that is something that like needs to continue we need to have like a global outreach of some kind yeah yeah um but you know it is really important for us to continue to work as we can here in the in the u.s to kind of make it better and um yeah um how has covid affected you as um as being diagnosed with adhd yeah so i think you mentioned earlier that you're outgoing um, yeah. I'm very outgoing as well. Uh, big extrovert, uh, love giving people hugs, high fives, you know, give people fist bumps. It's really, it's, it's been hard for me because, um, you know, I, I really, I really enjoy other people's energy as well. Um, so I think through COVID, I really taught myself how to be okay with, you know, being alone in some ways, cause there's a lot of strength yeah. in being able to do that as well. Um, and I honestly, I, COVID was, it was a good experience for me to learn a lot about myself. Um, so I took it as a time to be able to kind of take some inventory of what I can do to continue to be better and be able to live with the diagnosis I have. Um, and I will say that like when we were in lockdown completely, it was hard not seeing as many people, um, but I kind of, I wanted to make sure that like I stayed in touch with people. So it's nice that we're able to have like, you know, FaceTime conversations or be able yeah. to text people. Um, so I was just thankful to have those resources at the very least. How about for you? Uh, so COVID has affected me uh, a very large amount. Like my, I, I'm used to hanging out with friends. I'm used to going over there um, uh, like I'm, I'm used to have high-fiving, uh, like handshakes, fist bumps. And it's like, it's, it's been hard for me because all that, like now I have to see him outside with the mask on and then, or, or, um, or on Xbox or on, uh, um, FaceTime. It's, it's been hard for me because every time I tr- like want to, I want to see them, per- see them in person. And, and then I can't because of COVID. Yeah. So it's been, it's, it's been really hard for me also, 
also school, um, a lot of distractions on, when I was on Zoom in, and the in, out, like the hybrid, the in school, out, like that, yep. that messed me up a lot. Yep. I think it would have been really difficult for me to be at your age and going through COVID. So again, I think you've gained a lot of really good experience right now um, to kind of help you here as you continue to, to grow. So any, any last words of wisdom uh, uh, or encouragement to our listeners? I think I've mentioned a few things already. I think seek help. If you feel as though you need that extra time, that extra help, find a good community of resources to um, to give you that kind of encouragement. Um, you know, lean on those folks that are supportive, that kind of lift you up, um, provide that good energy for you, um, and and understand what you're good at, what you can get better at, and how to kind of formulate action step to get there. Um, I think those are the main things that I would share. Um, and ultimately I, you know, I would share this and it may not relate, but always lead with empathy, um, lead and understand with empathy, because I think time and time again, which we already mentioned, folks who have a diagnosis similar to ADHD even are told like, get over it. You can like, you, you can do whatever you need to do. Like you don't need to use it as an excuse. I think like that, yeah, yeah, I think I think we need to ensure that we're constantly being empathetic and understanding the situation prior to just making a, a preconceived notion that it's, you know, it's not real. It's something that doesn't exist. It's something that you can get over um, or the severity of it isn't nearly as bad and you'll be able to figure it out. You don't know that. We don't know that. Um, so, yeah. Also, like, if you know somebody with ADHD, uh, don't, I wouldn't, just don't go up to them and just, like, ask them all, all about their condition and what their, um, uh, like, how severe their condition is. Because, yep. like, like, you don't know if they'll be comfortable talking about it or if they, or if they'll be open about it. So, yep. yeah. Just be supportive. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you, do you have any words of wisdom for the folks listening? I think I just I think I just mentioned all. You my, just mentioned it. There yeah. we go. There we go. That was good. <laughs> um, where can people find you? Uh, where can people find me? It's a great question. They can find me on Facebook. They can find me on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. Um, my name's Ahmed Halim. Uh, so it's A H M E D H A L I M. Um, yeah, and. and if folks ever have questions or they don't know me and they just want to say hello, they're welcome to do so. Um, well, thank you so much for um, uh, being with us on this podcast today. Um, uh, any, I mean, you already said any, everything. Uh, yeah. but thank, thank you for using uh, uh, your free time to yeah, of course. Meet, meet with me. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much, Zach. And uh I appreciate Dr. Bennett and Mindful Literacy as well. So thanks so much, everyone. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Mindful Literacy Podcast. We are so grateful to have you as part of our community. If you enjoy this podcast, 
please follow, download, and share this episode. You can also like, tag, and follow Mindful Literacy Columbus on Facebook, mindful.literacy.columbus, and on Instagram at mindful.literacy.cbus. We love creating these episodes and hearing from you. Please remember that the suggestions of our guests and hosts are for information and education only and should not be taken as actionable advice. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by Mindful Literacy. Mindful Literacy is not liable for your decision to implement information from this podcast. May you be inspired and energized and share this love with those in your care. Until next time, may you be happy, healthy, and at peace.